Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, the last chapter of Amos, Perak Tet, Chapter 9. And our learning is dedicated towards the success and safety of Chayalei Tzva Haganal Israel to the swift return of all of the hostages and to the healing of all the wounded in this war in Gaza. Here we are in the final chapter of Amos. Whereas Yoel promised us that on the Yom Hashem all who call out in God's name will be saved, Amos is far darker. He says that the Yom Hashem is choshech below or darkness, not light. And with historical hindsight, we know, certainly as regards to the Northern Kingdom, that Amos was absolutely correct. A genuine earthquake was on the way, both a physical earthquake, earthquake and a political one. The Assyrians who would come and in a short amount of time destroy the Northern Kingdom. And therefore, it's not surprising when we read, Ra'iti el Hashem nitzav al hamizbeach. God's standing on the altar and he says, kaftor. I don't know, he wants to smite something and suddenly everything starts quaking. And he says, Everybody will be killed. Nobody will get away. Even if they go to the Sha'ol, I will take them from there. If they go up to the heavens, I will take them from there. He says, uh, they will all be destroyed. Uh, really terrible psukim. He says that the land is going to go up and sink like the Nile of Egypt, maybe indicating again the, the trauma and the upheaval of the land. And then I've got to say, then there's something very strange about this chapter because on the same moment that he predicts all this terrible stuff. He's going to be predicting beautiful, beautiful prophet prophecies. You know, if I read chapter verse 10 and verse 11, you'll see the difference. Verse 10, All the sinners of my people shall perish by the sword. Everybody who says that evil will never come anywhere near us. But now listen to verse 11, right? By Yomahu. On that day, Akim et Sukkot David Hanofelet. I will raise up the fallen Sukkah of David, the Gadarti Epirtehem. I will mend all its breaches, and I will set up its ruins anew, Vahatirotiv, Kim, Uvanitim Kimeolam, and I will rebuild them like the days of old. Or listen to these really beautiful Sukim with which the Sefer ends. The days are coming, promises God. This is a blessing of the restoration of the agricultural bounty of the land of Israel. I'm going to return my people Israel. They're going to build the desolate cities, Vayashavu, and live in them, and they'll plant vineyards and drink their wine. I will plant the Jewish people back on their soil. 
ולא ינטשו עוד מעל אדמתם אשר נתתי להם. They will never ever be uprooted from the soil that I've given them. אמר השם אלוקיך. What beautiful, beautiful פסוקים. So this is quite a challenging peric because on the one hand it promises beautiful rebuilding, but on the other hand it tells us about terrible devastation. And it's fascinating that the Midrash, when it discusses the Pasuk from Kohelet, eight lifrots for eight livnot, a time to break down and a time to build, it in fact quotes our verse 11 and talks about There is a time in order, eight lifrots, there's a time to break down and a time to build. So is Amos predicting destruction or building? And I'd like to quote just a paragraph from an article, this is the Haftarah of Parashat Kedoshim, and there's a lovely series of articles on the Haftarot by Rav Moshe Lichtenstein, and I'll just quote from his article. The metaphor of the fallen tabernacle is very interesting. Ordinarily, a fallen tabernacle is not raised up, but rather it's destroyed, and a new one is built in its place. One might invest in a shaky building and renovate it, but a falling tabernacle? A hut is allowed to fall, and maybe a few beams will be used as the new tabernacle is constructed. But Israel here is likened to a tabernacle whose existence depends, on the one hand, on the wind and other environmental conditions, and yet is not independent in the way of a permanent building, because Israel's existence is dependent upon its relationship with God. The prophet, therefore, emphasizes that despite the tabernacle, tabernacle element in Jewish existence, Israel will be rebuilt and will not be replaced by any other nation. End of quote. So I think this is really powerful. And I think what it's telling us is that on the one hand, uh, Jewish existence is very tenuous, but maybe it's tenuous precisely because we are the people of God and HaKadosh Baruch Hu will not let us go. God will not let the Jewish people uh, suffer the winds of, of, of the fate of history that happens to other nations and will continually, even though we are fragile, he will continually rebuild us. And that relates both to the destruction and to the rebuilding. Let me just say a couple of words about the beautiful Psukim that we that finished the Sefer that we quoted before and just explain them a little more. The plowman is going to meet the reaper. The dorech anavim, and the person who is treading the grapes, will be bumping into the Moshe Hazera, will, the, the person who's casting the seeds. And the hills will drip with wine, and all of the hills will sway back and forward with the grain. What's this idea that the plowman will meet the 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 reaper. Well, usually there's a season for plowing and then there's a season for harvesting. But what they're saying is that there'll be so much to plow that they'll you won't even be finished plowing and you'll be ready to reap. And you'll be reaping and then suddenly you'll go into the period of the of the grape harvest and the grape harvest will stretch to the period of the of the seeding. This is the same blessing as we have in the uh, Parshat B'chukotai in the Brachot, where it says, And the idea is that what they're saying is the agricultural plenty is such 
that you know you'll have such an abundance in the harvest you'll be still working on the harvest when you'll need to do the grape harvest and you'll still be doing making your wine when it'll already be time to to plant this would be such a, a blessing for any ancient farmer and uh, my teacher Rav Davin Nativ, once said he said look how this has come true in our own days it used to be that you would only have you know apricots in the supermarkets here in Israel for let's say three weeks during the high season but now they've managed to stretch out the season to two months it used to be that we only ate peaches for you know a month and now they stretch over over four months we've managed to find ways to find times when you know there are crops which ripen in the valleys in the arava and and there are crops which which ripen in the hills and to extend the seasons and that is almost a you know a fulfillment of this prophecy of extending the seasons um and so i will certainly say in the spirit of these de these days if we've managed to have those prophecies come true and um, thinking about those people who are uprooted from their homes both in the north and in the south i hope that we'll very soon be able to say Shavti at Shibut Ami Israel, let's return the captives of Israel, the hostages, Uvanu Arim Neshamot, and those desolate cities will be built again, Vayashavu, and the people will come back to their homes, Matam, and will plant them on their lands, in their farms, in their kibbutzim, in their Yishuvim, and never will these people need to leave their homes again, Amar Hashem Elokecha. May that happen in our days, according to the prophecy of Amos. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow we're going to learn a Sefer in a single day, Sefer Ovadia.